You are listening to You Should Write a Book with Camille Pagan. I'm Camille, a certified coach, the best-selling author of 10 books, and the founder of Even Better Co. Each week, I coach aspiring to establish authors on how to write books, actually enjoy the process, and create even better writing careers. <laughs> oh, Claire, hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. Oh, I'm happy to be with you today. So what would you like coaching on? So um, I first got published back in 2017. Amazing. And I, I had, yay, I had a master plan of, I was going to do what Nora Roberts did, you know, because of course I was just going to, you know, mimic her path, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I figured I would start with a few contemporary romances a series and really kind of hone my craft on that because the structure seemed a little more straightforward, right? And yeah, I feel like I have so many stories to tell. And mm-hmm. and with romance, I like, because I think we learn everything through relationships, like all yeah. of our life lessons, negative, positive come from that interaction. So yeah. what my big master plan was, was to do that and then progress up to more women's fiction style books, like what you write or Kristen Higgins or how it kind of went up more like mainstream, but was still a love story in them. Yeah. Perhaps um, bigger books. And what's ended up happening is um, I wrote that big book. Mm -hmm. And while I was querying it, I started another series that was a little bigger than my last one. And I got on the wheel of you need to start releasing this much and you need to start, you know, I I went the indie way with it, which I'm very glad I did with Siri. And um, I thought, I was like, okay, I can have maybe one big book a year and do these indie series on the side for fun. Okay. That was what, you know, that was my vision. And Forever Paris, the book that I queried, you know, that all happened around in 2020, which maybe timing wasn't great. But, um, you know, I really honed in on the agents. I didn't want to, like what I did with the second series, I queried everybody in the world and I'd, I'd rather have no agent than a bad agent. Um, Got it. I'm a, yeah. I'm an ex attorney. So I'm like, I don't want to mess with that kind of thing. So for Forever Paris, I actually got requests um, from all like my top dream agents. They right. all asked for the full. So like nine fulls out Amazing. of 45 queries. So really I was good like, odds. Yeah. It. yeah. And that's actually coincidentally the book um, for my comps. I use life and near death experiences. Oh, yay. Uh, I, yeah. Um, meet before sunrise. You remember Beautiful. that movie with Ethan? I Hunt. do. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I was just convinced that this was going to be the one. Mm-hmm. And um, for various reasons, none of them took it. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of had to keep going on the series that I had started. Mm-hmm. And I was going, well, I was like, you know, winning awards for the romances. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, I know I can write. I know they're there. Yeah. Um, well, let me ask you, Claire, before we go yes. further, you said um, your plan had been one big book a year, an indie series on the side for fun. 
So after this experience of like, this is the one, and by the way, I've been there. I've had two of those books where I was like, this is it. And they didn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I feel your pain. Um, But after that experience, is that still your ideal plan? And if not, where are you at now? So I'm getting really burned out with this series because um, (laughs) while it's fun, it's, it's super competitive. It's really intense. It's mm-hmm. very social media driven of you've got to be on book talk now, you know, all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And frankly, now I would rather move to just, um, you know, a big one or two books a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel this pressure to finish this one series. I have one more book in the current series I'm doing. And then financially, um, I was like, can I afford to take whatever, six months, eight months it's going to take me to write? Mm-hmm. I have two ideas for the next big books I want to write. In fact, researched and detailed and stuff, but it's going to take a while to write them. So I feel this pressure of, can I afford to pause mm-hmm. and just work on that? So there are a couple of things that you stated as fact that I want to bring your attention to just to make sure that you're aware that they're not. And trust me, we all do this. It has nothing to do with your personality type or the kind of human you are. The human brain is designed to filter things as fact when they're not their thoughts. So you're okay. saying it's super competitive. You've got to be on book talk, et cetera. All of that yeah. is optional. Okay. And I know this because I have clients and colleagues who don't do any of those things and still move books. Everything is optional. So I just want to make sure that you're bringing that to your consciousness of like, there are other methods. Just so you're not making a decision from a have-to place. I always say should loses money. Okay. Okay. That makes makes sense. And it's really, um, it's really challenging to get you know, wrapped up into that and the Mm -hmm. comparison and the the timing of this felt really fortuitous to chat with you today because I'm going to Ram next week. Yep. You know, Romance Author Mastermind. And half of me is like, um, oh God, what am I doing? It's going to make me like stir me up and make me go for the series again or go for another series idea and feel like I have to do it. Yeah. You know, then the other half, I'm like, well, it got to be super motivating. And I get to see some of my author friends in person for the first time in a few years, which will be fabulous. And it's inspiring. Um, So I want you to go in with an intention, Claire, because you're almost saying it as though it's going to happen to you. And that's literally what will happen if you don't set that intention in advance. We really like our expectation becomes our experience. So it sounds to me like you'd like to be inspired. So I'd say I'm going to go in inspired, but then get more specific because you don't have to be influenced by all of the opinions, the shoulds that are there telling you to go on book talk or do whatever you don't actually want to. That's all optional. So really telling yourself, here's what we're here to do. Mm -hmm. You know how on like The Bachelor, the women say, I'm not here to make friends. (laughs) Uh you'll get to do that for this conference make friends right enjoy the friends that you have but you can be like i'm not here to listen to all of these four thousand different marketing ideas that i don't want to do 
I'm here to be inspired and to get, I'm making this part up, clarity on my next move. I'm here to get a little bit of information that will feed me and filter out everything else. Truly walk into that conference knowing what you're there for. That's, it's so funny that you said that because I do, what I was coming to as I was journaling was this conference is going to give me clarity. Mm, and I, I'm hoping it's going to give me clarity in the sense of, okay, wait, uh, I want to do this or that, you know? And, mm-hmm. and some of the people who are there, they're, they are doing the one or two books a year. And maybe it's the hybrid of, um, you know, the traditional book and another book, like Tessa Bailey, for example, you know, like kind of doing that. And, and I feel that, um, I feel like that's the way I write. I feel like I write more of that women's fiction, chick lit edge with the romance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's, yeah, women's uh, romantic fiction, I think they're calling it. Yeah. Ever evolving. You know, right. And I know it's like, why can't it just be fiction? <laughs> but, but that's okay. Um, that's a story for another day. I, um, I also just am, I just let Forever Paris sit there for a little while because. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just going to let it sit there, which it's been doing now for about a year. Um, and, but I mean, I have my developmental editor go through it. My developmental editor is amazing. I mean, she works Vermont Lake and Berkeley and Avon. And I was really lucky to get in there. And yeah, I had her work on it before I pitched it. So I know it's a breast cancer heroine and mm-hmm. I'm a 12 year survivor. So I was able yeah. to pull in that emotion and that. Yeah that knowledge and um so I just don't know like do I save it write the next book and pitch that and and then if they say when my dream agent says do you have anything else under the bed I'll be like why yes I do yes sorry well so here's the thing you get to pick and I want you to go to the place of nothing is wrong and it'll work out what does your gut say then what do you do with that book? I had, yeah, there, I guess since it's been like two years since I started querying it and I kind of, now I'm at the point that I'm sending off this book to my editor today, mm-hmm. God willing, yeah. <laughs> those last 2000 words, right? Um, and, you know, and then I feel like, okay, I'm going to breathe and go to this conference and... I've been working to kind of shift my perspective that um, Elizabeth Gilbert's book, that big magic yeah. book of when did my mindset get so much about I've got to make X amount of money from these books or, you know, what have you. So I'm trying to kind of, um, I mean, money is important. So money let's is important. not discount yeah. that. I really believe and money is a sign of value in the marketplace. And so mm-hmm. I think it's a great thing to get paid for our work. You yes. do get to want that money. That's totally okay. What I coach my clients on is being open to all avenues. So when I look mm-hmm. at how I've made money, if I had thought it was only from getting an advance, I would have missed more than half of my income. Really? Okay. Yeah. So the royalties I didn't expect, the foreign rights deals, the movie renewals, the, you know, Audible original. A short Mm -hmm. story, reprinting my own book and self-publishing it. 
Like the money can come from so many different places if you're open to that. When I see writers struggle the most, it's because they think it should come in one way. And it's almost like you're staring at one thing and you miss the entire big picture. So the money is okay. And it's also okay if you're not sure yet what you want to do with this book. You might Mm -hmm. find that clarity at this conference. But I want you to operate from a it's going to work out place Mm -hmm. because you show up differently for the process. Now, you said 45 agents. For me, and I work with clients a lot on the querying process, that's not that many. Now, your odds were really good. Nine opens on 45 queries is really great, like nine full requests. But that's not that high. So you could, I'm just putting this out there for everyone listening and wondering what to do. You could go to 100. You could go to 125. I like Mm -hmm. to decide in advance what I'm willing to do because then it takes the pressure off in the meantime. So when you're not getting a request or you are and they say no, you can say to yourself, I said I'd go to 125. So this is okay. That's a great point. I, you know, the the series before that I did, my first indie series, I think I queried 110 agents mm-hmm. for that first book. Um, that's a good idea to go back to that. I, I also, um, you know, I have another book that's set in the 1920s. And that book, I've done all the research. I have my notebook. I have the characters. I'm a Hemingway fanatic like when I lived in mm, France mm-hmm. I was the dork it, like in in college I like sat at his cafes and wrote yeah. <laughs> I love it <laughs> not, yeah I mean I'm, I'm you know um let me ask you Claire is there any drama in your mind about doing so many different books because so far what I want to offer you is that everything you've told me sounds amazing and you get to pick what this looks like for you mm-hmm. I'm just curious like is part of you saying to yourself like pick a lane i you know the the 1920s book is women's fiction again and Mm -hmm. that you know there's there there's stuff in there so i feel like it's related there i think part of me is really saying and it's just this voice kind of screaming inside of me of i want to step off of what feels a little bit like a hamster wheel right now Mm -hmm. with the romance series because that's i'm not I I don't want to, you know, try to write five books a year. I don't, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's too stressful for me. That's like my process doesn't work. And I think mm-hmm. the thing, honestly, the financial block, I think is non-writing related in a sense of my husband does really well. He totally believes in me. But when we met, I made the most money. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, that, cha- that changed. I... I uh, I quit corporate stuff and was teaching yoga and Pilates and writing mm-hmm. nonfiction stuff yeah. um, before I got cancer. So that was supportive. And then I was, you know, a yoga teacher who writes. And I feel mm-hmm. like I've made the transition to a writer. I teach some yoga still on the side because it makes me happy. But part of me feels like, even though he doesn't say this or believe it, but my, just me and my whole life background I feel like I need to contribute more. So part of me feels mm-hmm. like I'm not contributing to the family and the partnership when I'm, you know, not making this money in and be like, oh, honey, by the way, I know you've been super supportive while I've been working full-time for part-time income, but <laughs> I'm 
to take six months off completely. And you know, so But here's the thing, you even know you're totally onto yourself that this is not a helpful thought. And you're certainly not gonna <laughs> make money from a place of like, oh, I need to. Again, Shud loses money. So all you need to do in this situation is ask yourself, listen, Claire, like you're talking to yourself, maybe you're journaling on this. Is this true? And if your brain continues to offer you yes, bypass it, kind of step right over it and say, is it possible that something else is more true? Okay. You could have two beliefs at the same time, but you have to work on cleaning up those money thoughts. You can make money any way you want, but you have to at least believe it enough to go do it. So you said, I want to come back to something really quick. You said it's going to take a while to write them, these books. Mm -hmm. I want to just bring your attention to the fact that that too is just a thought. Now, if you okay. want it to take a while, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. That's different. I want you to want what you want. But even the idea of being on a hamster wheel, mm -hmm. it's just a perception. Now, if you don't want to write five books a year, that's great. Don't do it. Yeah. Truly, I believe we should design lives that we enjoy living. So that's probably where I would start with like, okay, what's my ideal day look like? What's my ideal year? How many books do I put out? What kind of books are they? And then think about how do I need to be feeling most of the time to do that? We go right into actions because we want like a manual. We want a formula for doing it. Okay. If I just do it this way, it's going to work. Mm -hmm. What I want you to consider and everyone who's listening, start with your right. feeling. So if I look at my ideal life, how would I be feeling most of the time in order to do that? Okay. And it doesn't have to be the things that you might commonly think of, like ambitious, driven. No, it might be peaceful. Mm -hmm. It might be certain that this is going to work. It might be creative. It's really up to you. And then once you identify that feeling, think about what do I have to think to create that feeling. And that's your formula. I feel like I've been at that place throughout my life. I can be a really strong manifester and I have. Like I, mm -hmm. maybe to a fault. And I feel like I've lost sight of that the last mm -hmm. year. And I, mm -hmm. I think that's what I mean with that analogy of the hamster wheel. Like you get, mm -hmm. you, know, you mentioned, so with my backlist now, I have, you know, three with a small press that I get back next year. Thank goodness. And I can do something with. Um, and then the first series is five books. The fourth book of this one's coming out. I just did an anthology, Christmas anthology thing too, you know, um, but with the past series, so I've, I've done audio for a few of the books, but mm -hmm. super expensive. So that kind of came out of pocket. Right. Um, mm -hmm. and actually was with a writer friend of mine and she said her agent's doing a lot of foreign rights. So I asked her, I said, would she, you know, would you ask her if she would, take a look at my backlist and yeah. sell the foreign rights. Um, you know, and I know I need to get the one series in audio and I'm trying to figure mm -hmm. out a way to do it without spending $15,000 on it because I don't want to go into debt to do it, if that makes sense, you know? It does, but you have a lot of things that wouldn't require you to continue to write. What you just told me is, I think, the opposite of a hamster wheel, if I can offer my opinion here. Sure, of course, please. You have. Yes. <laughs> intellectual property that you can go put minimal effort. Don't spend a lot of money before you know that it's going to be a proven product. Um, my approach to all things marketing is earn it first and then spend a little. 
right? So that you're not going into debt. That's just not how this is supposed to be. Right. Um, but I would think about optimizing those three books that are coming back to you. Great. Maybe you just spend a little bit on ads to get them out there. Foreign mm -hmm. rights, terrific. No financial investment on your end. When we were talking about how to make money, I think you're sitting on a golden egg, which is a bunch of properties that you can market that don't actually require you to write five more books in 2023. And that might help you get back to those feelings. So you have the ability to get back in touch with the part of you that operates from the feeling state and her positive mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm -hmm. Some people need to spend more time in action mode. Mm -hmm. I would argue you're probably not one of them based on what you're telling me. It's more like working on those beliefs. Yeah, it is. I feel like it's used to doing well at whatever I do and like whatever I set my mind to, I can, I just, I've always done things on a big scale and I can do them on a big scale and I can find that success. And this has been the toughest thing I've ever done. And, you know, and I'm like charging along mm. with, I'm going to do it and I'm the star. And I mean, I have, you know, Nora Roberts and I up on my little bulletin board and I have I all my Nora. little vision boards. I do too. She's amazing. And, but you know, I have all my stuff on my vision board. And mm -hmm. then sometimes that like day to day, um, stuff where so I put actually both of my series into you know the kiss app and the radish app because mm -hmm. I'm like same thing monetize them that doesn't take me any effort except for sending it over that just hasn't um that hasn't earned out at this point yet but mm -hmm. it it didn't take me much effort to do it so I am working on maximizing all of that um I just um it's just this whole thing that <laughs> author thing I it, well there's almost a subtext though that you're you're thinking and almost everyone I've coached and myself too has the same thing that we think we need to be in belief all the time mm -hmm. that's not how the human brain is designed right. it's designed to actually look for negative things anxiety things that scare you it thinks that it's keeping you safe that way so if I were you I'd work on building a central belief what do you need to believe about yourself to create this ideal career? And you don't even have to answer now. I would journal on it in the morning when you're fresh. And I'm talking about a single sentence. So my single sentence that I love is, I have a best-selling brain. Yours might be, this is possible. You get to decide. It's funny exactly what you said. There's, you know, I've been teaching yoga for 15 years. So there's a... um <laughs> different part of my brain uses that. But um, there's a yoga sutra called Pratipiksha Bhavanam, which basically is replace the negative thought with a positive one. Mm. And then how it's a daily practice, like and mm. paying attention and catching yourself when that negative thought arises and being like, no, stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, shift the perspective. So that's what I'm working on right now is like shifting that perspective of, I have all the time in the world to, you know, or I can take, you know, whatever it is that will, it, it takes me probably three months to write a 60,000 word romance. So I know it will take me like three to six months to write my 1920s masterpiece that will take yes. the world by storm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I'm just, I've got to shift yeah, exactly what you said, that belief kind of. Um... 
And just really giving yourself grace when it's not that easy to shift it. There are going to be days, moments where it feels really stubborn. That's okay. That's part of being a human. We're not robots where you punch the right button and it goes right over. So giving yourself some grace here. And here's what I would leave you with. The two things that I think would be most beneficial is building the belief that you can do it the way that you want and make the money you want. So come up with a powerful sentence that has something to do with that. And then really optimizing what you already have. The anti-hamster wheel. You have a book that's completely ready, has been developmentally edited. You have three that you're getting back multiple properties that you could be using for foreign rights or other things. Maybe it's Kindle Bella, something that doesn't cost you money to do. So thinking about bringing in money from multiple outlets that has never served me wrong. Um, One quick question. Do you know, um, I am aware of a few agents who have been, just it's the way the shift of the way the market's going, who are doing just that. But they'd seem um, like there's a certain threshold of sales before they're considered taking somebody over to do the foreign rights. Do you have any advice on that? Do you know if there's any more specifics on the agents or kind of doing that research? Yeah. I'm not as familiar with that. But what I will say is that the only way to find out is to test because they're all so different. I mean, truly. There, you're going to hear one thing from someone who says, this is the norm in the marketplace. And then you'll turn right. around and speak with someone who's like, that's totally insane. So yes. okay. it's just like, I really love to approach all things writing in terms of the business side as testing. That's beautiful. We test and then we get data and we take that data and we make our decisions from it. It takes the emotion out of it. We use emotion to create these beautiful stories. But when mm-hmm. it comes to making business decisions, I like neutral. I don't actually want to be overly optimistic. I don't want to be totally pessimistic. I want to be in the middle. And so when you can really look at it as even posting on social media, I'm just going to test this and see what the result is. The information I get back will inform my next decision. How are you feeling now? Good, good. It's, um, you're kind of... The things you're saying are the things that have been percolating in my brain. So mm-hmm. hearing that from you and that suggestion, it's kind of a little relief because I know I can get super emotional <laughs> about stuff and then I go way off on one end. Me and, too. Um, yeah. You know, so. Uh, yeah. The answers are in you. That's why it's resonating. Everything mm-hmm. I've told you is just mm-hmm. in reflection to what you've brought here. That's why it makes sense to your brain. Yeah, good. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> so good. Thank you for doing this. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. Want to get coached on this podcast? Visit evenbetter.co. That's evenbetter.co to sign up and to learn more about how you can create an even better career as an author. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to leave a brief review. Thanks so much for listening.